Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon, Brandon Wound Pickups. Hey, everybody, it's me, Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. We are thrilled to death that you are <laughs> listening to our little show. That was about as announcery as I could I could muster at this moment. We're really excited that we get to keep doing this. So far, this is COVID-proof. I think. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, well, um, in just in so much as that um, we are still able to do it. Tony is on one side of the planet, uh, well, at least in our neighborhood, and Jared is a little farther out in a neighborhood, and it really sucks. I mean, it really, this is, it just, it, it stinks. We all know it. But uh, one thing that I have noticed is that I think the overall tolerance of people has risen and we are so much more forgiving of little things that used to bother us in the past and I, I if nothing else I hope that that just sticks after all this blows over speaking well, yeah, of blowing I, over oh you I was gonna say something yeah well I, that's what I mean go ahead <laughs> <laughs> no you know a lot of the podcasts that I listen to and even some of the late night TV shows I mean I hate to say it, but the, the standards have dropped a little bit, you know, in terms of sound quality and, and, and if there's video attached, sometimes video quality. Oh, sure. And I think people have, you know, come to accept it. And in some ways it's a little bit more, I guess, real than, you know, the, you know, beautifully packaged and shot and, and you yeah. know, videotape and all that stuff. I think it, it's, it's a lot more real people, you know, uh, aren't getting as, you know, made up in terms of makeup and things like that on, yeah. on video stuff. So, I mean, in some ways it's, it's, it's good. And, you know, we, we it really points out some of the weaknesses in our uh, infrastructure in terms of, of the internet itself. Um, you know, it's, it, it seems like everybody now is at home and streaming or, mm -hmm. you know, online or what have you. And it's really putting a strain on, on a lot of the, uh, I can't believe it still works. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of can't believe it still works, what do we do on the show, Tony? Uh, I don't have no idea. No, I do have an idea. I think we like to talk to people involved in the boutique music industry. That's what we do. Uh, by that, I, like, I mean the makers of the boutique gear that we know and love and some that we don't know. And some that we don't love. Um, <laughs> there's been a few of those, but uh, but we, you know we like to talk to the people behind and get the story behind the story. And these are you know people that make guitars and amplifiers and and pedals and accessories and pedal boards and uh, pick guards and pickups and all that stuff too. You know, it's a lot of fun to have the one-on-one -on -one episodes and we get to learn about, you know, guitar necks and speakers yeah. and all sorts of fun stuff that you may not know much about. But here you can find out a lot about it and learn the basics. This you can be learned. This is true. This is so true. Hey, speaking of that, who do we have on the line right now? It's -a me, Ryan Ratayskio. <laughs> hey! <laughs> I'll have a pepperoni with cheese, please. Yeah. Oh, no pizza. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ryan, what do you make? Who are you? What is this all about? Uh, I, I do f 
Fuzzrocious Petals. Uh, I am sitting here in my workspace right now, which is in my home um, in New Jersey. Uh, my wife is also part of the company. She does the design work, the painting, um, all the cool stuff, like the stuff that's like cooler than what the petals sound like. Um, and then we've got our kids here. They, they help out too. And uh, yeah, we just, we make handmade effects. The I was going to say the old way, like, <laughs> yeah, we, we hire a bunch of people in, in, in a sweatshop and, and, you know, uh, and we, we source our, our, our resist or our, our transistors from, from the Russian tanks that, uh, no, no, no. Uh, we, but we do, do, we, do you at least chain them six feet apart? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, uh, we, uh, we still make it all by hand. It's not, it's not assembly made and, um, we do screen printed stuff and we do hand painted stuff. So there's, if you really want something that's like handmade from start to finish, then we can do that. If you need something a little bit faster, we can do that. Um, we've been doing this since 2008, like for real, for real, last, you know, eight or nine years. And I'm just, uh, I'm happy to be doing it. And uh, I'm really lucky that I get to work in my house, especially with everything that's going on right now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, um, Ryan, we're we're grateful that you are. Um, we're great, full. <laughs> we're full of great. Yeah, we're full of great. We're, we're grateful that you're joining us, um, and taking time away from your family and your business, and uh, you know whatever's on TV, uh, to do this to share your story with all of our audience out there. Um, so we got a couple of things that we're going to hit on announcements, and then we're going to get into uh, what's going on in our music world this week. So uh, just. Uh, Hang out here for a second. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we need to thank Rode Microphones for supplying our awesome gear that we do this podcast with. They have been extremely helpful, generous, and um, and supportive of the show. And we want to say thank you to them. We are using the Rodecaster Pro Machine-O-Matic thing here this is this is what's uh it's our wow. little multi-channel maybe, maybe they'll change the name to machinomatic now it's machinomatic <laughs> nice. see and we're now, we it. were never allowed to touch those no. special things don't, don't touch my buttons no okay. touch my buttons. um and then uh, we're also using the Procaster microphone. Uh, and, and we disassembled everything, and each one of us are using it in our separate uh, worlds tonight. Mm -hmm. So thank you very much for that. I also wanted to share really quickly, um, we got a, a message from James Pegler, and he said, uh, hey, guys, I got my, uh, I'd like to share my four on the floor. So, well, okay, here we go. His current four on the floor is the MXR Custom Modified Badass Overdrive for an always-on boost with just a little bit of transparent hair. Nice. I use hair when I talk about distortion and stuff, too. Hmm. Uh, second is, the, is a custom, quote, custom Ross Distortion clone that I picked up at a garage sale that has no other identifying marks from the builder. I use it almost as a fuzz. That would be kind of a, maybe a neat one to have, just a complete rando box. The third pedal is the EHX Glove Overdrive on the 9-volt setting for higher gain. I usually stack it with the MXR, previously mentioned. 
My All last right. pedal is the Dan Electro Tuna Melt Tremolo. I could play with the sounds that come out of this ye- little yellow guy for hours. All right. So I think we. I'm back. <laughs> well, we didn't even notice you left, so that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, and for back, Tony Baloney. The, Thank you for for the audience. Nice to be missed. Yeah, we appreciate your patience on the ins and outs and the and that little chime that you hear that I cleverly put on our last outtakes. Um, we'll probably hear that a couple times. Because that means that someone else is, someone's lost a signal or is coming back in. And with the strain that we were talking about on the actual, um, oh, Jeff Schroeder just sent me a message. That's pretty fun. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. I'll get to your message in just a little bit, buddy. Um, With the strain on uh, on the network, on the internet, four of us streaming can be a little challenging especially at this point in time because now everybody's like well shoot my work day's over i've been working hard all day time to sit down and watch some tv on the internet yeah so yes <laughs> uh anyhow so we're gonna motor on uh Let's late... just do it. i do have an announcement too yes <laughs> can, I, can i can i go of course of course it's announcement, announcement time well, I, I just wanted to mention um, that uh, one of my favorite performers and singer-songwriter uh, mm-hmm. just died from complications due to COVID. Um, yeah. Adam Schlesinger from uh, Fountains of Wayne. That. I saw that. And That Thing You Do. And at that one, you know, he's 52 years old, uh, which is still a little bit younger than me, but... Just that, that one in particular hit me because, you know, the, for one thing, his music, I, I always found it to be very uplifting and, you know, just kind of happy poppy stuff. And uh, I think we have, you know, we've lost someone that uh, maybe brightened the world a little bit. So I'm, I'm going to tip, tip my hat off to Adam Schlesinger and, you know. I've been listening to a lot of Fountains of Wayne stuff over the last couple of days, and uh, I suggest everybody do that, too. There you go. But let's be honest. You're tipping your giant glass of bourbon. Like, I mean, if we're just being <laughs> I actually did that the night that I found out. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a big glass. Yeah. Uh, well, I appreciate you saying that. Um, I unfortunately think that we're going to be having to repeat a lot of messages uh, like that. I, I know. Um, I, I don't look forward thing. to that. Hopefully nobody that we, you know, that are in our, any of our close circles for anyone out there. Um, anyways. All right. So let's get on to what's going on in our music world this week. Tony Baloney is going to lead us off and then we're going to hop over to Ryan and find out what he's been up to. And then the rest of us two chums over here. So go ahead, Tony. Okay. Well, in between sneaking into my shop and smuggling out orders that I'm working on home with right now. Um, I have decided that I am going to uh, maybe better learn how to play mandolin. (laughs) So I grabbed a couple of years ago, I bought uh, Fender reissued their electric mandolins. They did a four string and an eight string version. I've, I've got one of each, but I brought the eight string home because it sounds more like a mandolin to me. And, um, so, you know, to just, you know, 
really go for it. I, uh, I, I said, well, the first song I'm really going to learn better or at least complete is, uh, the battle of Evermore, <laughs> which is, you know, Led Zeppelin's probably premier mandolin based song. So in, in what I've been able to see is, you know, I go online to YouTube and there's some things and there, there are like some irate mandolin players because apparently Jimmy Page, uh, isn't playing the mandolin properly. <laughs> of course not. And uh, well, he was a guitar player. And so, you know, the, the big, the big issue they have with him. I mean, he's he, like playing it down at his knees or something or what? No, no, no. He's oh, his okay. fingering, his fingering. Okay. Um, and weird. And, you know what? I always thought John Paul Jones played the mandolin on those. On so did, so did I. No, I think it's pagey. Oh, okay. Everybody quick to the internet. Right. All right. Check you're back. What did you think? Everybody, uh, yeah. yell, everybody yell at, at this podcast right now. You idiots. Okay. No, it's Jim Page. Okay. James, James Page. Anyhow, the, the big issue they, that most of the uh, more experienced mandolin players are is that he, he hooks his thumb around to play the, uh, you know, the upper strings. Just like on his guitar. Well, just on his guitar, exactly. But I, so, anyhow, long story even longer. Uh, I, uh, I I just decided that I would you know take some of those you know YouTube videos and some of the stuff of Pagey playing and uh, trying to see come up with uh, you know a, a happy medium, I guess you'd say for for that. Song. Are you hooking your thumb? I am hooking my thumb. Yeah, because I kind of find that easier. I started doing that. Uh, Andy Partridge from XTC put out a couple of guitar lessons a couple God, years ago. A genius, dude. Oh, my uh, gosh. And so the one thing that he, he does, uh, and he, he said he started doing it, and now he can't stop, is when he's playing a first position D chord. Um, I'm so glad is, you went there. Okay, yeah, keep going. He, <laughs> geez, he, he wraps his thumb around to play the the low E string on the second fret, which actually fills out the D chord f uh, further. And so, so now I've, I've kind of gotten used to that myself, mm. wrapping my finger around for certain chords on the guitar. And so it kind of came natural to me to, to do it on a mando because obviously the neck is, you know, a third of the... Is way. that what you call it if you actually own a mandolin? A mando? Yes. <laughs> me and my mando. Yeah. <laughs> I'd feel like an absolute moron if I walked in and said, yeah, I'd like to buy a Mando today. Do you have any of those? No? Drove my uh, Lambo here. No, you, can, you, can either call it, you can call it a, Lan, a, a Mando or a Lynn. Yeah. yeah. Me and my Lynn. Yeah. No, nobody says that, Tony. Uh, Ryan, what's going on in your music world, buddy? Get us out of this. What do you think of that? Ryan? Me? Yes. Yeah, what's going on oh. in your guitar world? Guitar world. Oh, man. What's not going on? Um, How do you like to play your mandolin? Well, first of all, why are you guys not, like, why was, like, someone not talking about, like, this is the way? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, all, all I'm thinking is, is, is Mandalorian. But, yes. Uh, 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 missed opportunities. Uh, no, uh, it's been weird. Um, I work from home anyway. So like the, the COVID thing is not totally, it's not totally counterproductive to like my workflow, but um, the one awesome thing that kind of came out of all this is while I'm working through one of the collabs that we're doing, 
and I'm working through our croak release, which is coming up or supposed to be coming up, um, on the 17th. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, like I, I clean, <laughs> I cleaned my entire workspace. I reorganized everything. Um, I went crazy and ordered a rug. I ordered a table. I ordered a, a couch and I'm just like, Oh, I'm going to turn this into like a demo space too. And I'm going to like nice. keep this really clean and blah, blah, blah. So it's like completely like nesting, uh, behavior. And then when I was like cleaning stuff out, I found, uh, an old dark driving, like, enclosure that I guess we had done a rehouse or something. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I had all these ideas that I wanted to do like a V2 of this of like change like the tone stack and really not make it what it is like do the thing I really wanted to do for me now. So I like just like took two hours out of my day today and redid a pedal and I'm just like, cool. Like, so it's, I guess with this whole COVID thing, it's, it's allowing me and, and you guys were speaking earlier about it. Like people are being more, tolerant of each other. They're being more patient. Um, and I'm finding myself slowing down and really liking it. Um, I mean, I'm still working all day and after the kids are in bed, but, um, it's been nice to kind of just like meander through my day rather than race through it. Mm. And, uh, that's kind of just been my, my week. I mean, uh, I haven't really listened to any music. It's just, it's been podcasts just cause I need to have I need to have people yapping in my ear all day. Um, I know but yeah, it's, one. it's, it's been great. Like building croaks and, and working on this pedal today have just been awesome. So, Killer. uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I got to pick up the baritone today, which was nice. I haven't done that in a while. And, uh, it's, I guess it's one of those things. Like every time I pick up this, it's a Fender Telecaster baritone. Um, every time I pick it up, it has these like really like light strings on it. I just get stoked on playing it again. And I'm like, why am I not using this thing more? It's, I don't know. Mm. It's an awesome guitar. So yeah, uh, it's been been, been a positive music week. I'm so glad you didn't call it a barrow. No, you would call it a very B-A-R-I. B-A-R-I. An I-tone. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Jared, how about yourself, buddy? Oh, um, besides Uh, having some, Winder parts stuck in U.S. Customs for two weeks. Uh, things are going really well. Uh, I ordered some Winder parts from Germany, and apparently they are dead in the water in New York in Customs. And everybody with COVID-19 up there is probably handling the contents of the box. <laughs> so well, that's a pleasant thought. Yes. Right. But any anyhow... Um, more of a guitar, you know, not winder thing, but, uh, so, um, my wife, my wife's been home. She was laid off from work and, mm, uh, mm, but we're fine. We're, we're, yeah, no, but we're fine. Um, we're going to be just fine. But, uh, um, so I haven't been able to just turn my big Marshall stacks on whenever I want. And you're going to teach her how to work them winders. Right. no. So uh, that's out of the question. Both of those things are out of the question. <laughs> Every time but she goes for a run, you got to quit working and jump on the. Jump on it's the not road. enough time. I mean, by the time you get, by the time you choose a guitar you want to play, she walks in the door. It's like ah, ah. it's too late. But uh, no, so I've been just using my PV Classic, and uh, it actually turns. Now I've got that Fop Star, but that's upstairs in the living room because it's super nice. But when I'm in the basement and I want to play. I have my old uh, PV Classic. It's a 
it's kind of a half tube, half whatever. Yeah. And and it only has one switch, so it's convenient. You just turn the one switch on and Yeah. You can turn a not annoying and just rock out. So it's it's that's kind of what I've been doing. Just and the guitar I have been actually playing is uh it's weird. I've got all these really nice high-end Gibsons and Fenders and all this stuff, but the guitar I've been getting out is an old Electra Les Paul copy. That's a hmm. great one. You showed yeah. that to me. That is a that's an awesome guitar. It's got the bolt-on neck and it's it's got the fancy you know it's kind of like a copy from a gibson les paul custom it's black mm -hmm. and the, but the pearl and the uh fretboard that actually looks really good it, it, it's very uh has pronounced figuring and the mother of pearl I, I don't know if it's a real mother of pearl but whatever it is is just really colorful so it's actually a pretty guitar if you're you're not looking at brand names and being a snob you know, it's actually a great playing, great sounding, uh, light, comfortable guitar to play. It's great. Now, that, does that one have the the plug-in modules, or is that it doesn't? It doesn't. Okay. And I I meant like when I was fourteen, that's the guitar. That's guitar I had. Like that's it, and that's and I kind of found it about ten years ago. You know, um, I, I almost bought uh, there. Uh, at the music around, they had an Electra. Tony, you probably saw this at, at they had an Electra that, ha, uh, Explorer that had all of the buttons on it. Yeah, that's cool. It was like 80 bucks <laughs> oh. and it was up there forever. <laughs> and I kick myself for not buying that. Yeah. That was you know, a cool one. I changed the pickups and electronics out of mine and put my own stuff in and uh, upgraded all that. It just sounds awesome. But what I did notice when I changed the stuff out, the the top is actually this really cheapy plywood. I mean, it's, the finish looks good. It all looks good, and it's yellowed where it's cream. I mean, it's great. It's a great guitar. Was, it, was there space between the the back body back and the in the in the carve? Uh yes. Yeah, yeah that's pretty typical of those. But it's yeah, light they, though. I mean, it's light. Who cares, right? I mean, it, it's when you when you're standing up and playing, and it's if you're not looking, you'll feel like you're playing a strat or a telly maybe it's not that light but it's definitely not as light as an actual gibson les paul mm -hmm. of any you know of of uh of a uh you know the normal model not including the sg of course but anyway and you know it's nice. a great old guitar I, I still have it i like it and it's kind of what i not my very first guitar i ever had but my second and uh played it a lot so nice you know, uh, speaking on the Electra stuff, we brought this up a long time ago. But um, Ryan, I know you you like the you like messing around with bass stuff too, right? For sure, yeah. I mean, it's on the on the basis first. Um, I've always played bass, or if I was when I did the, the two piece band, I did bass and then like bass six and baritone. But yeah, I mean, I, I say I'm a bass player for sure. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but one of my favorite basses of all time. Is the out the Electra Outlaw? I've never seen it, but if it's called the Outlaw, Dude, hopefully there's like holsters on it. I swear you will see it, and you're like, okay, I have to do anything possible to get a hold of this bass. All right, I promise well, you will love it. Should I Google this? It, like right it almost looks like a Nutter guitar, by the way. That just says late seventies all over it. Oh, it it's it's amazing. 
It is absolutely amazing. Everybody, go out there and look up the uh, the uh, Electra Outlaw base and and feast your eyes on that beauty. Uh, and by the way, uh, for oh, for Brian Nutter, um, funky funky shape, man. Oh yeah, it's it's awesome, and it feels Brian, great too. Brian Brian Nutter, um, I the status on him, he he's been really really sick before all this COVID nonsense happened. He was yeah. really really in bad shape, and I'm we're hoping that he's uh, on his way back. So Ryan, if you if you're hearing this or. Uh, anybody that's close to Ryan down there in uh, Tennessee, we, we let just let everybody know what's going on. They were doing that for a while, but I think they kind of backed off a little bit. But um, hope he's I doing got well. an update. I got an update the other day, and he oh, had, good. He, he was home, uh, and then he ate something and had to go back in. He had a oh some sort of reaction. So I, I just feel so awful for the guy. He's having a heck of a time. Can't catch a break, man. No, he's. Yeah, it, it is really it is quite serious. So um, for for a time, he at least he was eating and probably getting nutrition and before he yeah ate the wrong thing. But um, yeah, we're we're all thinking about him and trying to keep up with what's happening there. So. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so how about uh, you, Todd? What's going on in your week this world? Well, um, <laughs> okay. So I have I've always been a self-professed hack, not like. I mean, I wish I wasn't, but that's just, the, you know, that's just what I am. Yeah, at least you embrace it. it well, uh, but I'm trying to unembrace it as, you know, to, it's not going to happen overnight. I know that. So typically what I'll do is I'm like, great, I worked all day. I'm going to go down. I got to get my, I got to get my jams on. And, um, uh, this last time I just decided, you know what, I'm, literally just going to spend about a half an hour trying to find nice little pieces way up on the neck, which is, I don't drift in that territory so much. I, I don't, you know, I, 12, I stop at 12th street usually, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so I decided, you know what, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pay attention. It's going to be probably a little painful. I'm going to make a lot of really awful sounds, but I want to find some things that feel like they're coming from me. Um, not because I, you know, looked at some tablature or something like that. So I, that's been, it was really fun. I, I flipped it up to the bridge pickup, you know, so it just sounds a little sweeter and, you know, woo, a little bit more and less, less, uh, harsh, a little bit more forgiving, a little more, uh, musical. And, and it was really, it was nice. And I found a couple combinations like, I don't know if this is unorthodox or not, but it sounds it sounds really nice. And so I'm going to I, I've just been trying to push myself a little bit more in that direction as we're as I'm writing stuff that um, can benefit from those little parts. Have you tried wrapping your thumb around the low, low string? <laughs> I I haven't, uh, Tony. Thank you for bringing up the thing that um, I'm most self conscious about. I've only got a single digit thumb. Um, oh, that's so, right. I forgot. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I kid. I'm not kidding. I mean, I'm kidding. Yes, I am kidding. I've got, I have a fully functioning regular size thumb, everybody. But the other one, case. though. The other one, <laughs> yes. But the other thumb. I shoot with this thumb. <laughs> yeah. So, Sorry, I didn't mean to bring that up, Todd. Yeah. Painful. Painful. Uh, <laughs> I think we should do this right now. One, two, one, two, three. Four on the floor. All right, Ryan Rutashki from uh, Fuzzerocious. What is your four on the floor? All right, number one, always Moog Freakbox. 
this pedal, um, I've owned it twice. I'm, I should never have sold it the first time. Um, it's not one of the Moogs that gets like a whole lot of love per se um, from Moog players or just anyone alike. I think it's awesome to be able to emulate a synth um, in whatever you're doing. Um, and the fact that you can like move between different waveforms on it, I think is, is super awesome. But I think where the pedal excels is uh, the play between the filter and the envelope and using an expression pedal with that just opens this pedal up to do all like the huge like filter envelope sweeps that I love to do um, on bass um, behind like wanky crazy guitars. Um, man, I, sh I should have never sold the first time. I'm, I'm the kind of player that I don't keep too much around uh, that like I don't want to play live with. And uh, this is just the one pedal that like, at least, at least before they went out of st like stop making the the, the Moger Fogers, uh, I think this is the pedal that I would take with me to like the Scummy Bar because I couldn't play without it. <laughs> Numero two, the SFX Micro Thumpinator. I think uh, that's one of the pedals that's probably been with me like the longest. So if you're not familiar with SFX, is this company out of a. Uh, out of the UK. Uh, I believe it's just like a one, one man show thing. And he just kind of builds things on, on custom. Uh, I found about him through the talk base forum and it uh, essentially cuts off everything. I want to say it's below 50 Hertz, but essentially like below the register that you actually can't humanly hear, but like it's more power for your amp to be pushing that stuff out and then your speakers aren't doing anything with it or you're like flubbing your speakers. Um, so I like having that pedal around to just make sure that whatever I'm sending through, if I'm using octave stuff or even with like some of the waveforms on the, on the freak box that whatever hits the hits the amp and then hits my speakers is the frequencies that your body, your body's going to feel right. And you're, and your uh, and your ears are actually going to heal. Are here? <laughs> I know how that feels. <laughs> I don't. Even, dude, my mouth has been mush all week. I think it's because I, I I purposely have not been talking to my family. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but you if if you if your if your ears aren't going to hear it, then why make your speakers work for it? Um, That's interesting thought. So, and I, I baby, I baby my gear. I really, really do. Um, so for me to have to go and like replace speakers is like a chore. Um, it's not like a badge of, of honor for me. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that guy's probably been with me at this point, like the longest of one of like most of the things I've owned. Um, and I've gone back and forth with like, uh, compressors and things like that. Um, and like the, the Demeter compilator, I, I think is absolutely amazing, but I don't need that. I just, I want to make sure at least like the low end is protected. Mm. Awesome. Have you guys, have you guys heard of SFX before? I I'm not familiar with that no. at no, all. Sorry. I haven't. Yeah. They're like, it's, I, I think it's like this, like quiet talk based thing that just, maybe it's like over in the UK. I, I don't know. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Well, that's a well, new one. That's what this is all about. Out. We collect new things. Yes, yeah. SFX. Um, man, so when I was thinking about Four on the Floor, 
I was thinking about pedals that I used to own that I just don't own anymore that, that I absolutely love. Um, and there was two of them. So what, one of them is, is the, the vintage big box reissue, uh, rat, um, with an LM 308. Um, it's what I like had gotten started, like modding and doing all this stuff with. And, uh, I just, I fell in love with like the tone of it. And I, I feel like I just had a couple special boxes at the time. So, my my third four on the floor is is the Fuzzrocious Rat Tail or Cat Tail, um, for the band that I'm doing now. I, I tried to like I tried to use our dark driving just because I love the way people sound with that on especially on bass, um, and I'm like you know I, I love the way everybody sounds with this. Like I should like break out of me always using the Rat Tail or Cat Tail, and uh, I used it for like two months and finally admitted to myself that I just needed to go back to the rat, like my old original, which what's now called the cat tail, but my old original rat tail, um, same circuit and all that stuff. But it's one of those pedals. that just feels like the way I want to feel in my, in like in my head. Um, and I've left it on like the same, the same exact settings for like probably the last seven or eight years. Um, it just never maybe like the distortion level may change a little bit, but, um, it's that one pedal that like just lets me help. It helps me pop in the mix right in those grindy mids. So when cymbals are crashing and the guitar players are like either operating inside of like my bass frequencies or they're like wanking all over the place, I can <laughs> still, I can still feel like I'm pushing forward and being uh, percussive and pushy in the mix yeah um and i just and luckily the guys i play with like just they let me do that like that's it's my job that's that's my job that's what i'm supposed to do so i just it helps me excel at doing that awesome love the description that's great dude it's what what it's was saying like if, if i'm thinking about stuff i owned before that vintage big box um with a reissue big box um even though like it's a bigger enclosure and it's like oddly shaped and takes weird power. I can, like you put one of those in front of me and I could play the same show. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to sound exactly the way I want to sound, but at least like you can at least get me closer. And that's why I'm, I'm, I'm way happier to put a pedal that I'm actually using and own on, on my four. Um, right. Yeah. Nice. All right. Number four. So then my, my fourth would be the rolling jet phaser. Um, if you guys haven't seen on, like you can Google it, uh, it's Larry Graham. Um, and just living like Larry Graham pedals. He goes on this like huge tirade, like doom, doom bass, like playing stuff, uh, which is absolutely crazy. And it, it, he's playing this pedal. That he's talking about how like, it makes these like crazy sounds and the Roland jet phaser, another pedal that I've owned twice. <laughs> um, <laughs> I haven't heard of that one either, man. You, Dude, you're really bringing some new stuff here. Spa- like complete, the complete like spaceship jet sound. Um, it, it sounds like your bass is just taking off. So it'll do that like slow, like, like the whole thing. And then you can click it over to like the, the double speed. Um, so it'll just, you know, chop up that sound. So it's, uh, it's unique. Uh, it weighs like 35 pounds. It's, it's, <laughs> and like, that's what I was kind of getting at before with, with saying like, like when you go back and forth for the four on the floor, it's like, <clears throat> what's my, which floor am I playing on? 
Um, am I playing like in a bar? Am I playing in, in my house? Like, or what do I just have to have like at every time? It's like, I go back and forth of whether that Roland jet phaser would make it to every show with me. Um, but then again, like in like a perfectly like hermetically sealed world that we're growing into, uh, maybe like I could have that pedal on at a bar show, a gross bar show with everyone six feet apart. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I guess everybody would already be six feet apart cause nobody would be at the show anyway. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, man, the, it, it's, it's such a unique pedal and, and it's definitely one that's inspiring to me. Um, in, in terms of like where, what like the kind of pedals I want to be able to make. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to actually do something that like pushes to that. Sweet. And, and yeah. that way, like I could have it be on my board and, and like not have to worry about a $450, $500 pedal. Oh yeah. Like, crapping out. <laughs> I'm looking at them right now and you're right on point. I mean, it's four, four fifty, you know, average. Um, there's also a, a video that someone might want to go check out just just based on the on the title alone. This might be the greatest uh, gear title I've ever heard. It says uh, it's by Gearwire. Um, it was posted in uh, 2011. It, it says the title is Roland AP7 Jet Phaser is cooler than aliens and dinosaurs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, who? Why? How can you not click on that? <laughs> so I, I, I've com- I committed like a big bad. I feel like it's like a big bad boo boo. But like, uh, so I said, I've owned it twice. The, the second time I bought it, I was like, you know, I don't like that it does this, or, like, or I want to be able to turn this thing off, or whatever. I don't remember what the heck I did to it, but I'm, I modded it. I, I did two different mods to it. One, I can't believe that anybody bought it after that because it's, it feels like, it feels like modding your clon or, or like, I don't even know. Or, uh, God, what did I see the other day? Some, somebody, somebody on a forum was, was complaining about, um, somebody modding something and it was like, Oh, uh, Oh, should I put a, John John from EAE from Electrical Audio Experiments, Electrical Audio Experiments says, uh, "Is it sacrilege that I, that I want to put a a nine volt connector onto my DAM pedal?" <laughs> and you're like, even when you weigh that in your mind, you're like, "Well, I don't want to have to open this thing up and put batteries in it all the time," yeah. but I kind of like don't want to mess with like this like pristine perfect specially you know handmade pedal that, that's done this thing and i did that to a vintage roland jet phaser with only limited numbers left in the world wow oops oops indeed well i think, I think there will be some serious price to pay i think they're probably gathering with pitchforks and shovels and torches in front of your home right now probably. and a baseball bat or an axe <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Or an axe. Ooh, yes. Well, that's a very interesting four on the floor. There, uh, there are some that we have, I, I can honestly say at least half of those, maybe more, have not never been on a four on the floor before. Yeah. Four, four. I, I look forward to seeing the knobs. That's that's always like the cool thing. <laughs> is, <laughs> is looking at what's on there. I'm like, which, which one are they going to pick from the Moog? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one will be interesting. <laughs> Especially yeah. when I get one with like, you know, no knobs or something. I'm like, awesome. All right, now what am I going to do? 
Is there a uh, Trump pot in there? Yeah, exactly. Um, let, let's uh, transition to the reason that we have you on the show, um, because we want to hear uh, all about what Fresrocious is and why we should give a crap about it. Okay. Did you see my picture I sent? Yeah, but that's when he wasn't touring with, that's when Jonesy wasn't touring with him. That was just Page and Plant. Back in the early days, I believe Jonesy played the uh, mandolin. I think you're wrong. uh, I think you're wrong. In the 70s? Yeah. No, uh, John Paul Jones. Maybe live, but uh, but on the recorded version of Battle of Evermore, he is, it's it's Pagey playing. Is it? I believe it. I believe either way. I do. I don't, uh, it doesn't matter to me. I don't care. I but I know that either John way. Paul Jones had a had a three necked weird thing that he played live, and uh, Jimmy Page played the guitar live. Yeah, and back in the seventies, in the big old in the olden days, sure. Plant used to play the bagpipes on a lot of the songs. Yes. Uh, oh, do yeah. you guys want to hear about the time I got perplexed by Page? Yes. Okay. Uh, this is a wonderful Nam story. So this is my first Nam, and. We're sharing this booth with uh, Small Sound and Dwarfcraft, uh, Varellen, and you know I'm excited. I'm going to to see like real stars and things like that, like walking around. Am I just don't know what what to expect? And I hear that there's a band playing like in our row, uh, and they're playing Zeppelin, and I'm just like, wow, like these guys sound really good. So I turn around and look. And there's Jimmy Page, like playing in this person's booth, like in the basement. What? And I'm like, like, okay, well, he, he, it's just him. He, he's he just has a couple of players with him. Like, I guess he's like sponsored by these guys. And I'm I'm standing there watching him. I'm just my mouth is like on the floor. And I turn to Ben Varellen from Varellen Amplifiers, and he and I was like, dude, like, do you do you do you believe this right now? Like, this is real life, like. Jimmy Page is playing at the booth right next to us. I'm like, he's had to have work done. He looks really good. And he's like, yeah, man. He's like, this is crazy, right? I'm like, oh, man. I got, it's like, I got to take a picture. Like, I, no one's going to believe this. So, boom, I take a picture. They're done playing. People clap. And I'm retelling the story to, to I think, like Ben and Louise from, from Dwarfcraft. And they're like, no, like, it, it couldn't have been him. Like, no, there's no way it would be him. So I call Ben Ben Verlon over. He comes like trotting over. And he's like, "What's up?" So I reiterate the story, and he's like, "Oh, buddy, that was a guy from like a cover band." Yeah, <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. I was just like my my heart crushed, uh, my stomach sank. Like it was it was such a humbling moment of like, yeah. oh 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 country boy, get out of the get out of the big city. Thought it was I was I think I know who you, who you thought it was. There's a guy that really looks like him. It, it and was, I, I think he's from Japan. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing, but I I'm serious. I think he's like from Japan or something like that. Uh, <laughs> and he's blonde. Um. Oh man, <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> All right, you knuckleheads. Here, let's start this thing. All right, Ryan from Fuzz Rocious Pedals. We want to find out what the heck is up with Fuzz Rocious Pedals and the backstory and why we should care about it. Not that we already don't, but we need reaffirmation. 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't uh, I don't know whether to go like to go hard on that. And you're like, yeah. yeah. And then and then I did this and, and then and then I wore my first my first thousand doing this. Oh. Yeah. No. Oh, man. How, uh, how'd you get into all this, man? So uh, the long story short is I was playing in a band called Caval and uh, the two other guitar players in the band had all these effects pedals on their boards. They had these big boards. So at the time, all I had was uh, a DD3 um, and I used to use that on vocals like in my ska punk band. <laughs> Oh, uh, back in the day, a, a ska punk band with a singer screamer who had a DD3. But uh, I digress. Um, and a DD3 and a, and a Sansamp uh, 3 programmable switcher. Because I didn't know any better. Like, I was just, like, playing bass and there was, like, there's distortion on the, uh, on, like, the GK amp I was using. Like, I just had, like, your guitar center, um, um, like, run-of-the-mill setup. Okay. So, they're like you could sound like heavier, like you should like make your own pedals. And I'm like, what do you mean you can do that? So my buddy Lucas was like, he was like, look down my board. Like there's all these like Debbie ever pedals and like, uh, whatever, like whatever new pedal of the week he had. And then there was all these like blank unpainted pedals. And he's like, yeah, he's like, you can like just solder these. And I'm like, Oh, my dad knows how to solder. So I called my dad over. My son was like a month old. Like we were like rocking him in the chairs. My dad taught me how to solder. And, uh, as soon as I got done that first pedal and it worked, um, you know, my, my wife is a, she's a, she's a fine arts major painting major for, for college and stuff. So I was like, can you like paint this pedal? And so she like, you know, did the whole thing. And I'm like, she's like, do you want to do more of these? And like, yeah, like let's, let's do that. So I like contacted every band, like dude that like I was still like tight with from back in the day that we used to do for like touring and stuff. And, uh, you know, some of them were in bands that were like still like touring, touring, like larger venue touring. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'm making pedals. Like, and it just kind of steamrolled from there where like they were telling their friends and their friends were telling their friends. And then we were on MySpace and, and this is like uh -huh. before Facebook got big, like we had like a MySpace page and that's where we did a, like most of our sales. Like we had like PayPal links and stuff in there. It was nuts. Um, like total, total late to late, late early aughts of the two thousands, like wild west. Um, and like we grew this following on top base cause I was already there as like a supporting member. And I was like, you know, obviously like stoked on pedals. Um, and it just like, it just grew from there from like word of mouth. Like we didn't, we didn't drop money on ads for years, like years into doing this. Um, I mean the game has changed now, but, um, it's just become this thing where like, the kids eventually like by the time they were, they could hold a paintbrush. Like we're like, Oh, like, do you want to paint on this thing? And people are like, Oh, that's so cute. Um, I'd love a pedal that you're, you're, you know, three year old painted. Um, <laughs> except for the guy who said that, it, that he, he ordered a kid painted pedal and then wrote an email that it looked like his dog, uh, peed all over the enclosure. Oh my goodness. That, and I was like, you realize like a, a kid painted this and you ordered a kid painted pedal. So he, painted like clouds and, and lightning bolts on there. Like, sorry. And then he told me that he coached his daughter, uh, for American idol. And I'm like, Oh, so yeah. you, know, you see so your, your, your niece or whatever, whatever, like knows what it's like to have someone tell them that their artwork or their art sucks. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so yeah, the, the, the kids are, are professional painters. They, they've been paid for their work. Um, yeah. 
they, they do their own art that Shannon handles all the, like the custom art stuff. And at a, at a certain point, we, we both made a decision um, that we were going to like s- start to take Fuzzrocious way more seriously. And she left her, her teaching job at the time. And look, we, you know, we've, we, we made like a plan of like, we need this X, X amount of dollars like saved up um, because at a certain point we were both working full-time jobs, teaching, like teaching, teaching. What were you teaching? Uh, we were both in preschool um, in uh, inclusion classrooms. So I was doing like teacher mentoring cause I was, I was out of the classroom by that point. So just teaching teachers how to teach oh. for preschool. And then she's, she's back again uh, as a preschool teacher now. So it's uh, in Camden city, uh, which is like, you know, poorest city in America and uh, inner city, close, close together, uh, housing. And, uh, it's, it's, uh, they get special funding from, from the state so they can give them some better opportunities. And, um, dealing with these, with, with, with these children and the families at, at the preschool level is it's, it's of the, the utmost importance to, you know, to, to be able to, to inspire people to love learning and, and love their school and look at learning in a different way. Uh, so, it was a really hard decision to step away from that, but she left after things had gotten completely overwhelmed and she was really happy being at home and just, just painting all day. Um, and then about, uh, seven or eight months after that, I left as well. And, uh, I just hit my, was it 2015? So I just hit my five year mark. Uh, this nice. March. Awesome. And, uh, Congratulations. Yeah, man. It's, it, I, I am grateful and humbled that I get to do it. Um, and at a time like this, while we're, while we're in like the whole COVID craze right now, uh, it's, it's very humbling when, when like things just slow down, like, and it's kind of, it's nice in a way that things have slowed down for a reason. Like you don't, you don't question like, as is my company falling out of favor? Do people not like the sound of these pedals or the look of these pedals? Or like, is that why orders were slow this week or this month? And then you have this happen and you're like, okay, like there's people are still ordering and that's, that's awesome. And things are really, really slow right now, but I know why things are slow. So like, all I can do is just like pivot and like make cool stuff. And, uh, it's, I was mentioned before how I've just been meandering through my day uh, a lot slower. It's, it's gifted me with like a, a brand new, like invigorated sense of, um, just creating and making things and helping people find those things. And, I just want to be able to continue to make them for another five years, like work another job. Uh, this job allows me to do like a lot of really cool stuff and go a lot of cool places. And, uh, I don't take it for granted for a day. Brilliant. That's good. That's, That's nice. Good. That was a great well, thanks, guys. backstory there. So, so, uh, boy, you, you just really kind of dove into this. Like, yeah, I, I, I I think about this stuff, like, especially now, man, uh, things, things are, are pretty dire, like no matter where you live right now. And, uh, it's, it's, it really, these last few weeks have really reopened my eyes. The last time this happened was I, I had double hernia surgery a couple of years ago. And, uh, it was like, it was a really long process for me to heal. And, uh, when I like stepped back out of bed and like could like walk out of the house again and I was like moving like a turtle, 
through like everything. It was like, I was again, really appreciative of like everything that I get to do and that I can do it. And, uh, I was gonna say I was gonna say Foo Fighters. It's times like these, <laughs> but I won't. Um, yeah, man, uh, getting to do this pedal stuff is rad. Like we get to do collaborations with like big, huge companies and companies that are like bigger than us and companies that are our size and uh, band collaborations and stuff. Like it's 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 such an awesome job, but like it's, it's a heck of a lot of work, man. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a real like mind screw to like operate this all the time and like, keep it, keep it going and stay positive. And I don't know, I guess, I guess I'm like in this craziest, I'm actually like thankful in a way that I get to like take a step back and like appreciate. Yeah. Solid man. What are you guys appreciating right now? What's what, if, if there's something you, I don't know if you've been thinking about this stuff or like oh, what, yeah. yeah oh, what, yeah. what, what, I mean, what is, what is this kind of, what is this time opened up for you guys? Well, for me, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm like you, I'm, I'm still shocked that, you know, when I open my email and there's, you know, a couple of orders placed or go to the post office and pick up some stuff or, you know, it, it, it still amazes me that, you know, given what we're facing, that people are still, out there, you know, buying stuff and, and customizing things in my case. Yeah. So I'm really grateful for that. I mean, that's, I mean, it's, it, it, it I, again, I'm just, I've, I sort of figured once, you know, the shit hit the fan here that it was going to be a, uh, you know, just a real mess and everybody was just going to, you know, bunker down or whatever. And, uh, it seems almost quite the opposite. I mean, I'm answering as many emails as I was before. Um, orders have fallen off a little bit, but not dramatically, um, which is surprising. We'll see how that, you know, another couple of months of this, who knows? But, uh, but, uh, but yeah, and I, you know, I, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that, you know, we still are able to actually do this podcast because, you know, it, it, it's much different than when we're all three in the same studio yeah. and, you know, shooting each other, rolling eyes and shooting each other looks. So some of that is missing, but you know, it's, it's still something nice that at least once a week we can, uh, you know, get together, if not in person, at least by, uh, by the internet. So. Yeah, for sure. There you have it. I'm kind of in the same boat as well. It's like when I get up in the morning and I see, two or three orders i'm just elated i'm like wow i can't believe and it kind of makes sense because there's a lot of you know like teachers and and uh people that can work from home that have more time at home you know they haven't had an income blip like a lot of other people have like my wife has Mm -hmm. um and they want to mess with their guitars so you know that's good on tony and i and um that we get to still make product and make money and keep going. I mean, if I didn't have this, I know I wouldn't be working else. You know, I was, well, I was a bricklayer before. I don't think I'd be working now. Um, I'd just be busting my back if I would be, but yeah, I'm I'm very lucky as well. I could carry my wife through this time with what I'm making. So, and she, she has a very good salary paying job. So I really feel um, I know it's it may sound silly to a lot of people, but I I kind of feel privileged now that I get to, 
you know, carry us both. And I just, I feel more like a, a provider even more than ever that because it's, it's kind of on now. Yeah. Um, to, uh, you know, to make sure all the bills get paid and stuff like that. And it feels really good to take that role. It's kind of like a challenge and I'm all for it. You know, I'm going to do whatever I can. So yeah. that's, that's kind of what that's opened up to me. It's, it's, I'm looking at it as an opportunity. As weird as that sounds, it's that's what it's done for me. I'm I'm taking the bull by the horns, man. That's what I'm doing. There you go. Uh, well, since we're yeah to doing this thing here, I, honestly, I'm just glad that I've been able to hang out with my kids during the day. I mean, I'm working, thank goodness. But as an added benefit, like of course, I'm extremely thankful for that. But um, I get to. And we all had lunch at the at, at the table the other day. And we typically try to have dinner, everybody together, but uh, we got to have lunch together. I was like, well, this is good. I, I like this part of it. But um, so many things. Uh, I mean, we're alive, so I'll yeah. just stop there. There is that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for now, R- R- Ryan, what do you, um, getting back into, you know, the backstory and the, and the forward story on Fuzzrocious, where did you see where, um, where things like really started to take off? Cause you, you know, you, you, you jumped in and you said, Hey, we're going to do this. At what point did you feel that this, like it, it clicked in and, and went into a different gear? I ask that not just to understand how your company is, but for those builders out there who are, at that stage of like, Hey, I've hit a plateau or like, when does this start going or, you know, just some inspiration there. Um, right. I I think like it's maybe like one of those things where, uh, like when, when, when a band like find when, when they talk about like, Oh, like we could tell, we could, we could tell that like we were, that we were like about to break. It was like one of those things, like when I, when I, when Shannon and I like talk about it and we, we think back to, to, uh, to where, to like what we were feeling when things started to get crazy. It was, we had, uh, we got connected with, with Troy, uh, Van Lewin from, uh, Queens of the stone age, um, a perfect circle failure. Um, you had me at Queens of the stone age, but go ahead. So we, we had got connected, uh, a friend had connected us from, you know, cause we had made the heliotropic pedal and, uh, we developed, you know, first a working relationship and then, uh, got to spend a little bit more time with the Queens guys and stuff. And I think them talking about the pedals and people seeing it on the board so often, um, really that was a, a big impetus for us. I think like they were getting a lot of coverage around that, uh, that, that record at the time. And, um, I think that was, so that was, uh, I don't know. We, we also, we also got a, a cease and desist from a, from a company and it was like one of those big affirming things. And I want to, I want to uh, say it was like 2012 or something like that. Like, uh, we got a cease and desist and like, it was super duper scary, but at the same time it was like, Oh, like people are noticing who, who we are and what we do, whether that's good or bad. Um, and the orders are still coming in. So like that, that's kind of awesome. Um, I, I, there's, there's no like one moment that we can, that Shannon and I can, can like really pinpoint, but when we, st- when, when you start really 
questioning yourself um, as to whether you want to continue working two full-time jobs when if you just worked one of those jobs, every, you think everything can be paid and then maybe having more time to focus on it allows you to then grow that business, um, which we, when we, you know, jumped ship and, and started doing that, then we we made the right decision. Uh, I mean, essentially like all the bills were paid, all the insurance was paid, all that stuff. Um, yeah. So a lot of times we'll talk about like right around that 2012 mark is, is when we started to like work with, with some, some more notable acts. And I think that really, really helped. And that was at a time too, when, when we still weren't advertising, um, so much of, of getting the word out now is advertising word of mouth is slowing down because it's around that time when we started really getting, I guess we're not big, but like when we were getting bigger, um, was at that time when like pedals were still new to a lot of people and now they're, they're very, they're, they're everywhere, you know, they're, they're everywhere. So it's, it's very, very easy to be lost in the mix whether you're a, a, a legacy company or not. Um, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm squawking. So no, that's all, that's all super helpful. Um, as you were doing this, um, I'm assuming that as you're building some, at some point, like you're, you, you get inspirations to do one thing, but did you ever hit, were you ever hitting like where you weren't able to come up with the next thing and were maybe, was, has that ever been a thing or you, have you guys yeah. just been like on it? Yeah. And like the, the writer's block kind of thing. Yeah. Um, there was a, a band we were, we were working with. Um, the, the one guitar player was looking for a very, like very specific sound so he can punch through the two other guitar players in the band. So it's a three, three guitar player band. And, uh, so we had this idea and like we had lots of ideas. Need Demando. <laughs> <laughs> And I like, Lynn. I like, I, I put everything on the breadboard and, you know, we, we've got all, it's, it's like still written on my whiteboard right here of like how we want the signal path to go and we, what we want it all to do. And I started like breadboarding it and nothing, nothing came out. And then like I wiped the board and then started over and it still sounded like crap. Like I just couldn't do the thing that my brain could hear and that, that they wanted me to do. So it's, it's still sitting here in limbo and it's, it's been over a year. Um, I just can't do it the way I want to do it. And the only way around that is to, you know, I have a <laughs> apologize. I just can't make that thing that they want yet. Um, and I've just got it sitting on a, on a breadboard and I'll come back to it when I feel inspired. Like I said, I grabbed that old dark driving this week and was like, you know, cool. I'm going to like make a V2 version of it. Like something will inspire me at some point. So I don't, I don't get too, I don't get too wrapped up in like, not being able to complete a job, but I'll get to it. It's tr try to be a little bit more Zen about it, especially now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, now you didn't automatically just go, Oh, I made one pedal. Therefore I know how to make all these other kind of pedals. Right. Right. So how, tell just, I'm very interested from just how people, get into something that barely that, you know, they, they got past that first step and then now they're at the 12th. What happened between the first step and the 12th that they're like, you know, what were those stages? So as you started to get into more complex ideas, 
Um, how did you grow or learn how to how to uh, do these circuits and, and, and complete these sounds that you were trying to capture? So I, I would say that the most important thing to grow uh, to learn from to how to make pedals or, and be better at this is is through failure. Um, I've messed up so many times in building things where like take example like the gray stash. Uh, the first pedal that we were making, I was making them on, on strip board. So, uh, for those that don't know, like strip board is, it's like, it looks similar to perf board or like this, like the stuff you would hang like your tools on, on the wall. It looks like that, but tiny. And then there's literal strips of, of metal that goes on these lines. That is your conductive surface and where you don't want things to connect you, you drill holes through them. Uh, it is a long, tedious process, but the really cool thing about that is you, you learn by looking at, at what connects to what and what doesn't connect to what, why these things start to do that. And this is shy of like reading an electrical engineering book or taking classes or anything. Um, I just, I, I learned in the beginning for how to make things on a more mass produced level uh, I say mass produced, like we're making thousands of things like mass produced as fast as one person can build them. Right. Um, but yeah, I messed up so many gray stashes and now when I, when I build them now and something doesn't work right, you're like, Oh yeah, it's doing that thing that it did. Like, Oh, it, it's just, it's this transistor. Oh, you flipped this or you've got the wrong valve, you know, the wrong part, you know, in this section of the circuit. And, uh, do you feel comfortable with, with one circuit? Then you start on like one or two other things that you haven't done before. So like logically I went from muff to rat and then from rat to OCD, like the, you know, the big things that were, that people were, were working off of, uh, way back in the late aughts of the two thousands. Mm -hmm. Um, and from stripboard, we went to PCB Brian from small sound, big sound in, here in Philadelphia. Um, and I say here, like New Jersey, where we are is so close to Philadelphia. Uh, Brian helped us step up to do PCBs. And that was, again, a huge learning process because I didn't, I didn't understand how all of it really worked. And then you start to, to get you know, savvy with that. And uh, from there, it was like getting onto like the, really getting a breadboard. And I think the breadboard, when I'm talking about failure before like screwing up things, failure on a breadboard is a whole different thing because you may have knocked something out of, of place and like you have to go back and figure it all out. So I take like lots of pictures of things as I go. And, uh, but the awesome thing about that breadboard is like you can literally change a part and then go back and forth or a B the two parts like right on the fly. And it's, uh, that's been the, 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 the other really cool thing to understand or try and understand or just screw with or like try and break you know, the op amp that you're working with or, or something else. It's, it's really, it's freeing in a way because you're not, uh, you're not tethered to like a PCB designer or you're not tethered to like that one strip board that you like cut out and whatever you're like trying to like solder pieces on top of pieces on top of other pieces and looping this over here. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been really neat. And then the last piece is reaching out for help. Um, this um, people talk about all the time. But, I mean, this community is awesome. Um, if I have a question about something and just don't understand why a, you know, a circuit is doing a certain thing or not doing a certain thing or why I can't do something else. 
I, I, you know, I have no problem like putting my head down and like asking, you know, like Nick from, from Dunwich be like, uh, I don't know why this is doing this. Like, and then I'll be like, Oh, well it's doing this because blah, blah, blah. And then you learn that thing. So you don't need to make that mistake again, or you can incorporate that into your future builds. So, yeah, I mean like failure, practicing, like feeling confident before you move up to the next step of what you're doing. Um, I definitely learned early on, like not to like run before you walk when like I took orders for like that first set of gray stashes and like seven of like the first like 20 didn't work and I didn't know why. And it was like something stupid Mm. and like, well maybe I shouldn't have taken on 20 orders before I like really could build like a gray stash from start to finish and not screw up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Lessons learned. Hey, you know, the, the breadboard thing for those who might be listening, uh, not for like the hundredth time or whatever, but, um, you know, you might be new to all of this stuff. Can you explain just a little bit, um, what a breadboard is, how, and, and how, what resource, maybe if there's a resource that you think is helpful to, to get your head around it. Sure. Um, so a breadboard is, uh, if you picture, uh, picture uh, a Chinese, not a Chinese checkers board because it's not shaped like that. Picture a rectangle and there are say a hundred holes. So they have 10, 10 rows of 10 holes. So we're making a hundred holes in like a rectangular area um, or a square area, whatever you want it to be. Um, could I have move, it as a circle? You can Shout have it as a circle. <laughs> <laughs> on on one side of on 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 strips that are going down vertically, you have your positive and your negative input. So they're like all bridged together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can run positive power and negative power to where you need to go. And then th- throughout the middle of, of this, there are horizontal strips. And essentially it's the same idea as your as your strip board that you're doing before. You're just you're laying you're laying out a circuit so that a resistor connects to pin two of an op amp. Out of pin three of the op amp may come a capacitor and another capacitor that goes somewhere else. It just it allows you to to easily move pieces from one place to another and create your own circuits um, in an open quote unquote like safer environment. See uh, all of your work. You don't have to anything down, stick everything down into the holes and you've created a connection. So, uh, I mean, you, you can literally go like places like, like free, like now, like free and DIY stomp boxes. And, um, you know, think people like, like mad bean and things like that, general guitar gadgets and BYOC or, um, even like if you want to look at like the Wayback machine and you go into Google and you go to like to the Wayback and you can t- put in a like Beavis uh, audio research and there's like old like resources on there. There's, there's a ton of stuff that you can get into if you want to learn how to do this stuff. So if you're looking to get into breadboarding and you want to try this, you can get it from, from Tata, T-A-Y-D-A, uh, Tata Electronics. Um, you can, you can probably get them from some places here in the U S like, like small bear electronics, um, but if price is your option, and this is like your very first foray, maybe you don't want to spend as much money uh, on your first go at, at a breadboard because they, they come in all different sizes and shapes and, and uh, 
all kinds of fancy things, but you can get it for like under two bucks. So you can like get your parts together that you want to do and then just start playing. Like, and if you really don't want to be playing a guitar while you're trying to do this stuff, try oscillators. Um, there's a million really cool resources for easy hookups for, for oscillator chips that just generate a tone and you can literally plug and play and like break the, the, uh, the oscillator, you know, in different ways and, and almost no way is wrong until the thing, you know, sizzles out and dies. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I just actually popped over to Tata and it's, what's interesting is, uh, when whenever we ask that question, we always get new resources, and that's one of the things I love. There's not like one place to go for any of this. There's not one method of doing it. There are so many ways to do these things, and I, I think that is uh, it, it can be really freeing to because if there's only one way or only one or two ways, if you're not doing it right, then it's like well, crap. Then I guess I'm not. I'm just never gonna you know crack this nut, but with so many resources and like you said, so many people in the industry um, that, that are willing to help uh, it, it's, you know, it's, it's an opportunity. People build something. I mean, you can put it this way too. Like everybody that when, when you go to a, you know, a, a workplace where people are working together, everyone's not doing the same job. So maybe if like you've been like soldering pedals and none of them work and it, you're just not getting any better. Um, maybe, maybe you're the, you're the think person. Like maybe you're the person that, that can design it on the breadboard, but maybe someone else needs to actually do the operation. You know, it, it's, it, it's a divide and conquer kind of thing. So you said that, yeah, I mean like soldering might not be for you or like drilling maybe for this, like this, this person's excellent with, with tools. Okay. Well I'll, I'll put them on the drill press or, you know, I, I'm just the kind of person that like, likes to put my head down and like, give me the work to do. All right. Well then you can be the person that like stuffs all the PCBs or you can be the person that does final construction. Like just work, maybe working with one other person to at least to get started and get your feet wet. If you're not confident in something that you're doing, doesn't mean you have to work together forever or like create a brand new company, but like, at least you can take advantage of each other not doing like if it's just going to be a hobby for a while you know why not i like that all i could think about was <laughs> soldering may not be your cup of tea but you may be a brain man sign up to find out your place in guitar world today want to know more <laughs> uh i love that you said that for real because uh we the people maybe who aren't you know uh, running a pedal company or a guitar company or amp company or whatever you're like how do all these people do all of the stuff and to a large degree many of them do but that doesn't mean it's the only way to do it Big Ear is a great example of that. And I mean, he's very open about like his role in the whole thing. Uh, having an idea or coming up with a sound, that might actually completely stymie somebody that might actually be very good at creating circuits. They could create circuits all day long, but they can't, maybe they're not the greatest idea person or uh, they can't, they don't have a vision for like what the pedal is called or what the brand is or anything like that. So that's where uh, we've seen so much and heard so much about the help and the co, um, I guess, co-working situations that, that people are doing 
to to make things and it's it's really it's it's a great it's great it's an, it's very inspiring for someone who um is looking kind of on the outside in well ryan we really appreciate you uh sharing all about fuzz Rocious and all of the great things that you and your family are are contributing to our guitar world and uh for those who are still haven't gone to fuzz Rocious yet make sure you get over there and check out the you know all of the wares that that uh, ryan's got and um gentlemen jared ladies and gentlemen it is time for your favorite segment of the guitar knobs podcast not really the guest usually is but instead it's time for would you rather? All right. Would you rather? <laughs> Since the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame closing, you have access to the entire guitar collection. Holy smokes. Would you rather be able to borrow any guitar for a week at a time or one guitar that you can keep forever? <laughs> Now, just to clarify, it didn't close forever, everybody. No, no, no. It's, it's just closed to the public yes. right now. Yes. Closed for the so night. We don't, we don't yeah. need people raiding. The, the, the they're, they're, they're getting the baseball yeah. bats, pitchforks, yeah. and torches. Jared and said it was closed, and we could have these. Well, it's down there by the Brown Stadium, so. Yeah, mm. that may happen. All right. Yeah. So you get you get to have one guitar. Yeah, uh, a week out of the entire guitar collection, but you don't get to keep it. But you don't you have to keep, keep it. it. It's like or, a library book. Or you get to walk in, take one, and run. Yeah, that's one right. Forever. Keeping it forever. Yes. All right, Tony. What are you doing? <sighs> this one, yeah, boy. There, you know, I've I've been to the Rock Hall a couple of times. And is that what you call it? The rock, the rock hall. Yeah. yeah the rock hall. Cl- like Climbing the rock hall. Rocka. Uh, <laughs> Rocka. Earn our Jeez. It's earn our <laughs> <laughs> And they've got some really cool stuff in there. Um, for the record, I don't think that everybody has to know what's in it. Just assume that whatever you're thinking of is in there. Okay. Just so yeah. we're clear. All yeah. Right. Pretty, pretty much. I mean, I mean, there are some very special instruments there. I mean, like there's a, you know the, the the Beatles Hall and the Stones Hall and, and and everything else. So all of the iconic guitars are there. I mean, I was there a few months ago, so oh, that's I, right. I pretty much know what's in there now, so somewhat. <laughs> so a, a lot of like Stevie Ray Vaughan guitars and Bowie yeah. Plays imagine and, imagine any of your favorite players' dragons. guitars in the Hall of Fame. Well, we've established what the Hall of Fame is. Pick your thing. We, Let's drag this out even further. No. Go. <laughs> I'm going to do I am going to do the the guitar a week program just so I have the ability to Duh. say that I've been able to to play this guitar, that guitar, that guitar. Uh Jared can give you the f- entire list if you go to yeah. his website. I'm yeah. surprised. You do. I'm you surprised are? that you I I thought you I honestly I thought you'd run you'd run in grab john lennon's rick and bail <laughs> I, I i really did think about that and i and and because it's there oh yeah yeah 
Yeah, it is. I mean, and that's, well, not his very first one. His very first one's in Japan, but yeah. it doesn't count. It's the guy, the guy that plays Jimmy Page uh, from Japan. <laughs> plays. Exactly. <laughs> oh, brother. All right. So you're doing the one a week game. I'm going to do the one a week only because I, you know, it would be fun to just, you know, to, to lay your hands on, on all these things. And some of them probably suck, but you know, yeah. some of them are probably pretty, pretty good. And yeah. they probably thought you sound good. So yeah, I'm what gonna are you take taking the, first. Uh I'd probably grab the John Lennon. Yeah. <laughs> Three twenty-five. So. Yeah. But you know, beyond that, there's there's so many other cool things in there. Um yeah, I I I, I would be like a kid in a candy store and just, you know, I I'd I'd just want to try out everything. So yeah, the the one a week library program is gonna be my my choice. Awesome. Okay. Uh Jared. I'm definitely doing the one a week. Um, I don't have to keep one because, I mean, I'm not going to live forever, right? Wow. But uh, the first wow. one I'm, I'm going to grab. <laughs> uh, Mr. Sunshine. Yeah. Well, it's true. None of us are. Sorry. But uh, the first one I'm going to grab would be Keith Richards' uh, Bigsby Burst. It's got a Bigsby. Uh, oh, yeah. Vibrato. On. I saw that up close. I have pictures of it. Uh-huh. And then, you know, I'll turn that in a week later and then grab, uh, um, you know, Stevie Ray Vaughan's guitar and I'll just keep going and, you know, right. whatever. Yeah. Uh, uh, Don Felder's white uh, double neck was in there at one time and yeah. they had duffel bags full of hotel keys. That is that the most unrock and roll name ever, by the way. Don Felder. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Donnie. Don Felder. Donnie, Donnie Felds. <laughs> I'm a right Fel- god. He Felder. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Felder. Yeah. Darn near killed her. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Ah. Oh, boy. Hey, there goes the clean rating. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, of course, you know, I want to I want to try them all. all right. We want to try them all. Welcome, welcome to the team, Jared. What yeah. if the one, the one you take that you want forever hasn't been played in 40 years and it no, and yeah, spend a bunch of money point. to get it all. I don't care whose it is, to be honest with you, because yeah. you ain't gonna sound like them just playing that guitar. Yeah. Spending money like to crap. fix up a legendary guitar says the guy I who's would. got like seventeen phaser pedals. <laughs> I would. All right, uh, let's go over to Ryan. <laughs> oh, you guys ready for this? Yes. You nerds, you're trying to like take one a week and and whatever, and you're like taking this one or taking that one. Like you're not thinking about your travel back and forth. Like you've got to go there and pick this guitar up and go get it. So (laughs) I'm going to do the best thing in the world. I'm going to take that Jimmy Strat and I'm going to take it home and I'm going to wire it up. So it's (laughs) right-handed again. (laughs) And I'm going to play that Strat with my teeth (laughs) and my toes. And I'm going to light that on fire in my backyard and I'm going to watch it burn. Oh, and, then, oh. and then no one else can never have it. No, you can do. You know what? That would be great because that's actually a replica. Jared. They would actually. What are you doing? They would put another re- replica of that. In. <laughs> well, actually. Santa Claus, uh, Santa Claus is real. Santa Claus is real. Yeah. <laughs> I will. I'll, I'll take the one that's not the replica, and I'm going to string it up right-handed. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to do the real thing. My backyard and ignore everything. I want to be there. Said. I want to be there for that because I'll 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 be right there with you laughing 
watching. Yeah. And with uh, the fire, oh, we have a fire extinguisher. Okay. I, By the way, we're only like two and a half hours. How about, how about, about you? Yeah. How about you, Todd? Todd? Yes, I'm there? just trying to get over Jared. Um, yeah. Yes, I am here. Um, all right. <laughs> I know I'm not playing nice. I, I, I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm going to do. He and, must not have had supper yet because he's kind of grumpy. I had too much. <laughs> I supper. haven't. The soup's over there still. No, Jared. Oh, you're no. not grumpy. I'm no, not grumpy. Yeah, I'm fine. You're just being loopy. All right. Here we go. This is what I'm doing. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to bend the rules a little bit. No. <laughs> No, I'm walking no. in. I'm grabbing Joe Strummer's te- Telecaster. Okay, I'm walking out on the way out, and I know that it exists there because I've seen it. I'm going to smash the glass with Joe Strummer's Telecaster and grab Johnny Cash's uh, inlaid Johnny Cash inlay acoustic guitar, and then I'm running. Mm. That's what I'm doing. What's up with that? I don't like how oh, you bend the rules when it comes to you, but if you want to bend the rules. <laughs> yes, it's well, ironic. I have to pay the bill, so. What I said about the Jimi Hendrix guitar is actually true. That is actually a replica. We believe you, Jared, but what? this is a fantasy. Yes. So let, we're going to assume that everything that's on display is the real McCoy. Yes. Of my rock and roll band. So with, yes. with, the, uh, with the Johnny Cash uh, stash. Yes. When you, when people take your picture, are you always going to put the middle finger up? Is that only when you're running I from, from the do wall? Anyways, it <laughs> <laughs> uh, looks so cool. Yeah, it, I mean, it's it's a, it's one of the first, it's literally the first guitar you see when you walk into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. How do you not smash the glass and take that with Joe Strummer's Telecaster? I mean, if you take that, then I'll have no choice than to have... You already had your time. (laughs) Anyways, um, we're going to go over to the thing. (laughs) Because I think that guitar is one of a kind. I've never seen any other guitar like that. The Elvis bass six-string SG. Okay, so anyways... um, (laughs) We're and it's not or Jared, <laughs> shut it! Oh my gosh! See, I can't, I can't give him the 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 hand across the neck thing or th- threaten him with my eyeballs. You wouldn't even be able to at yeah. the thing. You know, no, I know because you you would, you would crush me. All right, yeah, hey everybody, um, we've got a couple of people to thank really quick. So at this point in the show, we like to thank a special group of people. Some might call them executive producers. That's what we do. But wait, in addition to the executive producers, we have a special level of executive producer called the Grand Poobas. So you may be asking yourself, how can I become an executive producer or maybe even a Grand Pooba? Well, head over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs and you will find the way. You can participate in a couple of different levels, and each level comes with its own beautiful collection of swag, and that would be things like barefoot buttons and T-shirts and picks and stickers and giveaways. Yes. Oh, yes, giveaways. Lots of that, and we just got a whole batch of new uh, barefoot buttons. Nice. Ooh. Now, shipping shipping's a little rough right now for, for some people, so um, you know, yeah. just be patient, but it'll get there. You will, I you will get it. At the executive producer level, there's something in addition to all that great stuff. There's something that happens. And Jared, what would that be? 
Like uh, about right now, you get to have your name read on the thing. Your name read on the thing. And that's what I'm going to do. Do it! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, seriously. All right, so let's start. You know, we talked a little bit about the Grand Poobas. Let's just start with them. That's Jonathan Jerusik, Corey Nigro, David Kaminga, Cody Lane, Cody Foster, Sean S. S. And Tommy Manasco. But let's not forget our regular executive producers and something exciting. In spite of all of the pandemic of 2020, we have a new executive producer. So we'd hey, like to welcome aboard yeah. James Pennington. Hey, James Pennington. <laughs> Thanks. I'm pretty sure he's not British, but anyway. Yes, but he could be. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, in addition to James, we'd like to thank Matt Hart, James White, Brett Alexander, Justin Jones, Doug Gann, Tim Nowak, John Esterle, Chris Heidel, Brad Partridge, Tyler Bray, John Anglin, Anthony Lanthrop, uh, Johnny Knowles, Stefan Lamb, Michael Senchuk, Brian Robison, Ken Sayers, Michael Van Zant, Doug Christ, Darren Gregory, Chris Kearney, John Daly, Martin Cliff, and Tom Brazen. All right. That is one heck of a list. We are so proud to have you guys supporting our show. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and, and, and for those who are at the, uh, the, the other levels, honestly, we just we cannot thank you enough. Um, it warms our hearts. Uh, yep. Please be patient with our, the shipping that uh, uh, of all the bits and pieces. A special shout out to Sarah Cadence all the way out in Hong Kong. I think Hong Kong might be Singapore. Way over there, she's uh, she's been very patient, and um, we are we are appreciative of that. Uh, so, uh, Ryan, where can people find your stuff? Fuzzrociouspedals.com. You go there. You can get our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And uh, all the new pedals and cool stuff. Awesome. And uh, Tony Baloney? Go over to PickGuardian.com. There you can see the many things that I make. Uh, If you have something special that you need or you can't find where you can order it on the page, shoot me an email and I will take care of you personally. If you want to see some of the uh, special projects and things that we talk about from time to time, go over to Instagram and PickGuardian and the number one. Brilliant, Jared. So yes, I build great. There was pickup. a comma in there, by the way. <laughs> Just those. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> so yes, comma. I build pretty good pickups. Uh, go to brandonwildpickups.com. Uh, I've got some pretty cool pickups on my website. Um, there's even stuff that I do that's not listed. Go to Instagram and see a bunch of rewinds and and. Uh, things that I'm doing. I, I show cups on the letters and things like that. And most of all, what's exciting right now through this awful crappy pandemic crap that we're all enduring, uh, go to my website and uh, put in the word home and get 15% off your order. That's Wowzers. Nice, Outstanding. Good job, That's correct. Thank you, my friend. Uh, you can send me an email, Todd at the guitar. Todd, how can people com. get a hold of you? I will huh? be going to throttle you, Tony. 
<laughs> you can shoot me an email, Todd at theguitarnobs.com. You can also send me a DM at guitarnobs on Instagram. And uh, and I usually send all those messages over to the boys so that we yes. can all chime in and and laugh and guffaw and and uh, I love a good guffaw. Yes, who doesn't? And uh, wipe the tears from each other's eyes when it's something touching. So please send us. Look, you guys all have time, right? Everybody has a little bit of extra time. Yeah. If you've been listening to the show, we want to hear from you. If you have a would you rather, we want to read it. Okay. Yes. Send us those things. If you're on Instagram, it's so easy. Your thumb is right there. Just move it over a little bit and hit follow all right it's a piece of cake i just do it it'll 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 make us very happy okay um ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for you listening ryan thank you so much for doing what you do with fuzz rocious thank you for spending the time with us to share your story we really appreciate you and we like you Guys, I'm glad i got to do this thank you i feel like i'm part of the club now it's you been are. a long time coming we've been trying <laughs> all of Welcome us it's, it's been like yeah it's 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 been quite a while yeah but yeah I, yeah i want to come back on when i when i get when i get something new awesome absolutely doors always oh. open my friend cool, cool all right everybody have a great guitar week amongst all the muck out there stay safe stay healthy and subscribe <laughs> not do the extended. super long version yet. you want it extended that you said okay <laughs> Tone, Jared. Tone, Jared. Jared, tone. I'll have It'll some. be hard to eat soup. I'll have some. While I'm, while I'm doing this. It's right in front of your face here. Came out the other end a little soiled, but we are better for it. Jared, are you back yet there, dude? No. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs visit our website at the for all of our past episodes four on the floor blog and other good stuff you can connect with us on social too at our facebook page and share your gear and stories on our facebook group also be sure to check out our instagram at guitar knobs catch you next time